in the first couple of months, everyone makes a huge effort. It's a novelty to be calculating the time difference, setting aside time to FaceTime or waking up a little earlier to speak to your best friend. The months pass and these conversations fade. Life gets in the way. You call and call with no response. You leave little messages that go unanswered. Before you know it, huge chunks of time have passed and it seems impossible to reply. Your sentences seem vague and you barely touch the surface of how you feel and what you've been experiencing. You panic, hoping your friends won't judge you for not keeping in contact so often. You see pictures online of all your friends gathered for dinner, a picnic or a Sunday outing. You're jealous. You chose to be so far away. Yes, you are making friends, but cities that run on expert fuel are transient. Friends come and go, often never to be heard from again. Once they are gone, you realize that you can't put your happiness into other people's hands. Only you can control your happiness. Will they still be your friends when you move back? If you move back? What I just read you was an excerpt by Melissa Collins on medium.com about cross-border friendships. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> when I found that excerpt, it really, like, it was really resonating. I was like, dang, like, I so get this. Anyways, guys, welcome to the life of a Kenyan who's never in Kenya. This week, we're speaking about cross-border relationships versus domestic friendships um yeah so kenya culture prospers on its multi-ethnicities we all know that like everyone knows that like you're kenyan you have a friend from this place a friend from that place your friend like you have such a diverse group of friends so this means that like a huge sort of fraction of your culture is just friendship it's just you know, a social relationships with other people. And I think at the end of the day, that really is just what life is like social relationships with other people. But I think like both in African culture and in, in Kenyan culture, like I think that's one thing that makes African cultures like one of the nicest places on the earth is that we just love friendships. We love relationships. We love social interactions. We work hard so that we can have, you know, K December with our friends. Um, you, know, you can go drinking, we can go partying, we can feel the car even in this economy and go and have fun. And, you know, like those things I think mean more. But now the question is, what's better a cross border or a domestic relationship because like at the end of the day we're all kenyan wherever you are you desire these loving relationships that are healthy and yeah interesting interesting to see so <laughs> the poll showed that 43 percent of the life of a kenyan followers think that cross border slash international friendships are better than home domestic friendships where 57 percent of the life of a kenyan followers believe that domestic slash home friendships are better than border slash international friendships so you guys like the international friendship to be fair i understand that to, i think for me i prefer and this basically like goes against everything i think i like kenyan like domestic abroad relationships so kenyans who live abroad those are my favorite relationships because that's like <laughs> all my most healthiest and like like best sort of friends are in that sort of range like you lived in kenya you are kenyan you know you have double citizenship in kenya but you live somewhere else and you do stuff you know you go to university somewhere else every single person has a cross-border relationship whether you want to or not like eventually one person is going to move away like that's just a thing about life people reach st stages and chapters in their life where they have to move on and they need to move to another country um I saw this movie recently, it's called, it's a Netflix movie, ding, 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 it's called No Hard Feelings, 
and it's on netflix and it's basically about like this socially awkward like 18 year old or 19 year old boy and this like 30 year old woman and they basically i don't want to ruin the storyline for anyone but yeah the parents basically pay the 30 year old woman to like indoctrinate no i don't want to call it indoctrinate but like indoctrinate the the 19 year old boy to become a lot more social person who lives life and basically like the 19 year old lives in this very protected lifestyle where he's been wealthy his whole life he's going to an ivy league school but he's very socially awkward um whereas like the lady she's like you know she's like the i want to go out i want to party i want you know i want to have you know be promiscuous and have like lots of like relationships with different men and it's you know she's like that badass like I'm that like I'm that girl like I'm that villain I'm like that's me so yeah that movie is like a good depiction of like you can hold on to a place for so long but every single person at a point is going to have to pack their bags and leave not because they're being forced to but sometimes you realize that like what life is in in the borders of your country or your town there's so much more um and I think it's like eventually people will move away but yeah interesting right so obviously i had this amazing relationship with this guy and he just he and i found this to be a very common denominator amongst a lot of south africans a lot of south africans that live in south africa their entire life have an inability to keep relationships long term when it's out of the border and i've realized that so for instance you go to sa for schooling and you leave obviously from my experience it may not be the same for everyone but i've heard like a common denominator is you leave the country and because these people are so sort of in their own realm it's like their own america second like america south africans are unable to sort of bring their relationship out of their small realm and to me that's where i find like we're in globalization but like a lot of people still prefer like again like 43 percent of you prefer like the 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 domestic ones actually yeah 57 percent of you preferred the domestic ones and i understand it um but like i think there's also like you know extends to that and i and 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 when i had this friend who i left the country and this guy like do you know like someone being physically unable to do it like someone is physically unable to do like do um sort of cross border relationships and that's true for a lot of south africans and majority of south africans which is understandable because like being home and being with the same group of friends you've been with your entire life is a lot easier and there's a lot there's a lot less change and it's a lot less uncomfortable than for instance like my best friend and I like my best friend lives in the UK. I haven't seen my best friend in like four years now or is it five? It's a long or really really long period of time. But we're still best friends and we're still able to manage that. But I found like a lot of people can do that. Like a lot of people can do that. Like not even just this friendship but like a story I'm speaking about. A lot of people are unable to do cross border relationships. Like a lot of people because no one wants like everyone wants to be secure in what they have and no one wants to keep changing their lifestyle to fit another friend who's always changing their lifestyle like it's very hard for you to have a solidified image of what you want your friendship to be and then that person always moves on or what you want what you want your life to be and that person's always moving abroad or moving away then it's like how much of my time am i sacrificing with these relationships but what i found about like why i say i like 
I like like a majority of you, the fifty seven percent of you, I would add myself and would be like sixty percent is that there's something about having friends who are like your your border friends, like you all came from the same place, but you also travel and all of you also experience what it is to be in different places and have globalization and you know, it's almost like a tree. Like our tree our tree roots in Kenya, this is how I see my friendships and this is why I love them so much, is that our roots are in Kenya and the rest of the tree and the branches and the leaves, they go out like to all places of the world, whether it's upwards or sidewards or towards the, you know, the left, um, where we all go to America, um, or other people go to the Australia and other people go to, you know, Greenland and all these places. Like I find that to be what I find and why I also agree with the people who said 50%, the 57% of you on this poll, I understand you <laughs> because I feel like that's a good way to think about life. Like our roots are in Kenya, but our our lives branch out into wherever it is. Like it could even be an an Antarctica. And every time we come back to our roots, we learn something new about something else that we didn't know about. And every single person has a different story to tell. And I love that. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, can I sit here and say cross domestic, like cross border versus, like which is better? I think it truly just depends on you. But I think it also just is a friendship dynamic. But I'm just, like, grateful for what I have. Like, I'm grateful to have that depiction of, like, you know, the roots and the branches. And you can go whatever you want, but it will always be friends. You know, also one thing I think it differentiates a person who likes a domestic relationship versus a person who likes an international relationship and why that is, is just, like, and what works for you. I think it's also a thing of FOMO. Because I think the issue and one of the issues maybe if it's like a domestic person and someone who's cross-border is like the person who's cross-border feels like they feel FOMO for the person who's like international. Now, personally, I don't have social media, so I don't really feel so like FOMO, like from my own personal social media. And obviously I have a podcast social media, but like that really is just like posting and I only follow, follow Spotify. But like, like I know for other people, like it must be so hard to like, I remember having Instagram and sitting around like, and I can imagine, like, I'll be in SA and some of my friends are in Kenya and then they're, like, FOMO. I wish I was living, like, which is, like, a terrible depiction to live your life. Because, like, to be fair, like, I only post the highlights of my life. And then now you start thinking that all the highlights of my life, then you start implementing evil eye on me. Then there's tension. Hey, you see how jealousy, you know, that's actually how jealousy formulates. And, like, for the the 30, what is the percent? The 43 of you who believe in the international relationships, not believe, but prefer it. I, you know, I understand that too. Because, like, I think there's also, I think for those people, I'm going to say this, right? If you picked domestic stash, home re- friendships, that 57%, you have a similar sort of dynamic with your friends like me. Your roots, Kenya, and then you branch out. Ne? Whereas... The 43% of people who shared cross-border international friendships, you prefer those friendships. I think you prefer those friendships because you live an entirely different life in Kenya versus what you live there. And you feel as though, for instance, if you're in America, you have to change your, the entirety of who you are and you've changed completely and you come back and you long, long longer fit in. Whereas people who pick the 57% who pick the domestic home friendships, you are the type of people who have friends who are also traveling and therefore you all have similar experiences to an extent and you can compare and find similarities in your own ways. Like I can be speaking about Germany and somebody else is speaking about Poland. Another person is speaking about America and we all have this surrounded relationship where we're all experiencing similar things but in different ways. Whereas where you're just an international slash someone who prefers international relationships for 43%. The 43% is the people who 
are completely done with Kenya. Not done, but you've moved on to an extent that you're not even the same at all. And majority of your friends are maybe like still educating in Kenya or you didn't have a lot of friends in Kenya and you never, they were never similar to you. You never prospered in Kenya. So once you left Kenya and you became this like a broad human being, like that's when your life became fruitful and purposeful. And that's why you prefer that. That's my diagnostic. Um, that's my diagnostic. That really is my diagnostic. Now I'm going to read you some facts actually about friendships. So firstly, Wikipedia, let's all, all of us. <laughs> All of us, let's sit here and define what friendship is on Wikipedia. Hey, 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 hey. All of you are going to hear me. You're going to be my witness when I say this. <laughs> All of you, this is the definition of friendship. If your friendship doesn't look like this, it's not a friendship. I must emphasize that because I'm telling you we're at the age where people are showing their true colors. And some of you, your true colors, crazy. Some of you, your true colors, whether I'm in the, in the country or not, some of your true colors, I'm actually, I'm asking myself, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Some people's true colors, hey, 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 hey. There's two of you. I'm wondering what's going on. <laughs> what's happening? Because <laughs> I don't know about that one. Anyways, this is the Wikipedia definition, right? So friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. Ne? Britannica, now these are facts about friendship, right? And we're going to compare this domestic versus international, ne? right so the first point or fact about friendship this is from botanica right friendship is egalitarian in nature meaning that both parties of this friendship have an equal amount of authority and power in the relationship right when i think about a domestic relationship in fact let me rephrase that when i think about an international relationship and i think why someone is going to leech onto an, an, an not leech why does leech sound so like 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 toxic um they're going to uh, prefer a, a international relationship is because this ne? this is hard to say right but i think there's obviously every friendship power has power play ne? there's power dynamics um there's power dynamics between each relationship that you have with someone. Now, the question is, in those power dynamics, we've obviously just discovered that friendships are supposed to be egalitarian. Né? Everyone has their own equal amount of power. But I think a lot of friendships, when one person, and, and this is rather something that just naturally happens, and I think I've experienced this, is when you, for instance, are the maybe one of the only people in your life or one of the only people who moves out of your life, and I think this is very true when you don't go to an international school, is that when you move out, one person believes themselves, or in fact, let me say this, the person who stays in the country versus the person who goes out. The person who stays in the country believes that they're being, they're powerless over the lifestyle of the person who's abroad, which to me has been like, dang. And the thing is, people will do it subconsciously. Let me emphasize that, right? So let's say you're the first person in your friendship group to leave. Ne? You get on a plane and you go to Egypt. And you start going to university in Egypt. Ne? Now what happens is the person who is still educating in, in Kenya, let's say they go to the University of Nairobi, right? The person who's at the University of Nairobi at points becomes jealous of the person who's in Egypt 
subconsciously because they believe that the power that they have and the power that was once equal in your um, relationship has changed because the person who's in Egypt is telling you a lot about what Egypt is like and you are still living in Kenya and telling them about what Kenya is like and that's why a lot of friendships when one person moves out of the country and power play becomes more tilted onto the person who's abroad their relationship has problems and i've experienced that firsthand because what you believed someone was you think by the by being the egyptian person there that the person who you're telling is happy for you but because they don't know that that life that life is so foreign to them that person is they, it's almost like they're extracting everything from you so that you don't feel happy or this person there's three ways people react Number one, they, they they try and extract everything they can from you in senses of like, yeah, my best friend, they start telling people, yeah, my best friend's from Egypt, they go to university in Egypt. You almost become this like flex. Né? The second thing I've seen is happens is that that person just becomes jealous, envious, and just starts to try and, and take back the power. And they'll do this in multiple ways. For instance, one way I've seen people do it is they talk um behind your back to other people. Um, remember I'm saying this is your friend, your friends. Remember what word did we define friendship to be? <laughs> Mutual affection between people, ne? And friendship is egalitarian in nature. Dynamics. Remember that definition. This person will now start to take power away from you. And in that sense, you know, I've said obviously they gossip, but the other thing is that they will start to manipulate you in a way that your voice is no longer heard. So, <laughs> guys, it's actually pretty crazy. This person will not reply to your messages. They'll only send you messages. This person will be taking away from you and never giving you anything. You will always be the person giving and the other person is taking. When all you want is, obviously, you are abroad. So you're thinking, oh, maybe this person wants me to give more. So you keep giving to the same person who doesn't have your best interest at heart. And sometimes people do this subconsciously and it's really sad. People subconsciously will betray you without even realizing what they're doing because they're so jealous and so envious and it's almost the dynamic of an evil eye. Their energetic sort of look, they looked at that one post on your story and they gave you this negative energy and that negative energy just starts to affect your life and who you are. And often at this time I've found in this stage in life, when you've reached a point where your friend is jealous of you, you begin to withdraw from that friendship and eventually you freak out. Not freak out, but you lose your poop. And when you lose your poop, you lose your mind and you get really pissed off. That person gets annoyed at you and you end up stop being friends because, well, not being friends because that person, you, you realize that this thing is not, it's not working for you. The third thing I realize that comes is just like, as, uh, there's a level of superficiality to your relationship. Your relationship isn't a relationship. Your relationship is just two people who communicate, but there's no enough affection between it. Because what defines an affection, I mean, a friendship is affection. What differentiates you and your acquaintances versus you and your friendships is that in your friendships, you have affection, affection towards somebody. Whereas in your acquaintances, you just, you have no affection. It's just, you have mutuality in it. And sometimes that can be superficial. And that's why you don't call acquaintances friends because those people don't feel affection towards you to the same extent a friend would. And maybe they don't even feel affection towards you at all. And therefore, because of that, like they can never have your best interest at heart. They have their own best interest at heart because when you have affection for someone, you are able to like, 
you have a certain level of energy that you're giving them. It's like it's positive energy type of vibes. It's like mm, we're in this together. <laughs> Whereas like if it's just one person, like it's just acquaintances and there's no affection, then like I have I don't have your best interest at heart. I don't have to behave in a certain way. I, you don't have to have expectations of me, and I don't have expectations of you. And that's sort of that type of dynamic. Ooh, this one, this next fact is a big thing I've found to be the most definite thing about Kenyans is that we think popularity and high status equals friendship, where in reality, friendship ne, is not popularity. Friendship is not high status. Friendship is not, it's not this thing of like the more, the more people know you, the more friends you have. You can have a thousand friends and i realized this when i was a, a teenager still t- like learning in in uh, international school in kenya you can have the most friends you could be the most popular you could be you could be popular you can be that group but those people some of them like i realized all my days in nairobi i realized like the people that you're calling your friends are thinking oh i have high status these people are my friends those people i've seen someone who thinks they're so they have a big ego they think a lot of very highly about themselves and that person has no friends because everyone's talking bad about them and i'm even confused like i left i left the country i came back to the country and the same person was thinking that they have all these friends and those same people are still speaking bad about them and you're sitting here in your bed thinking that these people are your friends and it's like it's crazy and i found that like especially once i left right so i had a lot of you know sort of domestic friendships but my friendship group's always been good but i had a lot of domestic um friend friends and then i left the country right and obviously i was watching from the domestic friends how it is in other people's friendship groups because my friendship group bless them all everyone was just doing their own thing and we were just friends you know we were good friends whereas like i, I would see a lot of friends and I think a lot of Nairobian relationships are married in this way because of this issue of group mentality. Thinking that a group is what you need. Thinking that a group is what is going to make you happy. Thinking that a group is what your friendship is supposed to be. But it's not. It's not. Anyways, I left the country and I started, you know, doing cross-border relationships. And once I left the country, right, and I, I actually just realized some of these things that are so superficial in Nairobi... Once you come back, you just realize how superficial it is. Like one point in my life, I desired to be popular and be one of these them people in Nairobi. But now I could literally want nothing less. Because to see those people and to go out of the country and see what it actually is like to have good friends and come back to the country and have my friendship group and still have a tight group of friends... What I realize is like that external lifestyle of thinking popularity is going to get you somewhere and high status is going to get you somewhere. Babe, this Nairobi, people will snake you. It doesn't work like that. So, you know, I find that a lot of people leave the country and they start doing like, they start having international friends in their international countries and they're just happy because they realize and I had the same revelation is that these friendship groups that we, we prioritize so highly in Nairobi actually mean nothing. They mean nothing. Like, we think these things of popularity and high status are what are going to get us connections. Con- you know what I found? Connections, and I mean this in a business realm, connections is not about how many people you know. It is about how many people you build solid relationships with and you know you can work with in the future. That is what a connection is. A connection is not superficiality and thinking just because you have somebody's number that that person actually has your best interest at at heart. Because I could screw you over because of that one time in year six when you did so and so to me. Nairobi! 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 
Nairobi. Anyways, Collins Dictionary. The next fact about friendship. Friendship is fellowship, also known as companionship. Fellowship is defined in the Collins Dictionary as a feeling of friendship that people have when they are talking or doing something together and sharing emphasis, sharing sharing experiences. Sharing experiences. You're not friends because you are friends of proximity. You don't go to the same school and that's what makes you friends. Domestic friendships are not because we went to the friendship same, same um, school and now we have to be friends. No, that's not what friendship is. And that's where across international relationships become. They make more sense is because now you see relationships as fellowship and actually valuing someone for who they are and not being in a friendship with someone because of of your proximity to each other like in kenya i think a big thing that i've seen is people are just friends because of proximity and not because they actually are fellowships they're not fellows you know um and i think that also brings me to the next fact and it's by study.com relationships are dyadic right meaning that they're between two people and not a group the two people must have known each other for a length of time and have had many interactions this is the thing about moving international and choosing to keep domestic international relationships so choosing to be international so being a kenyan out of kenya and living a life out of kenya and still choosing to keep your domestic relationships that you made with other kenyans in kenya or you made with other kenyans out of kenya what i need to say about this is this very important word dyadic when you say something is dyadic it means that there's a sense of mutuality to it there is a sense of vulnerability to it because each of you have to be vulnerable for it to be a relationship between two people and there has to be a chemistry or a connection and that's built through experiences that have been shared together now what is the common denominator between all these three things right the common denominator is number one time and number two effort there's two things that guarantee a didactic relationship right one is time two is effort right and that still comes under that the mutuality the vulnerability and the chemistry and the connection you have to have that can i call it a dyadic a dyadic three i'm calling the dyadic three right i'm creating my own theories here anyways mutuality vulnerability chemistry and connection and the two things time and effort two things that determine their dyadic relationship time and effort the only way you can build a relationship with someone is to spend time with that person is to have connections with that person is to go out and experience life with that person regardless of your situations situations and circumstances whether you're you're very wealthy and that other person is just like let's say mid-tier they're not as wealthy as you you can still have experiences with them you can still take them to Karura forest and go for a walk um you know it's a small things I think one thing that limits this in Kenya um, and one reason international relationships become so powerful is that Kenyans have a very fixed mindset and something that going international gives you is an open mindset and it's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's just open set, op- um, openness. It's just the ability to adapt because I think one thing and I had, I recently had a conversation with someone and he asked me, we were speaking about, I was telling him about my background and I was like, yeah, obviously I came in Kenya and I, you know, I was, I was at whatever school I was at. And then, you know, after so many, so and so many years, I moved to SA and I had an experience there and now I'm planning to do this. I'm planning to do that. And I'm telling him about my life. And he said, and he's Kenyan. He went through 844 and he said, 
wow, like you have a very different perspective of life, right? And the perspective of life that I have or any other Kenyan that's lived abroad has, in experience, you gain openness and adaptability. You have to adapt to the scenario. I don't sound slightly South African because someone forced me to be slow to sound slightly South African. It's just naturally I integrated myself into the culture. And that made me open to learn new things. That made me open to learn that. You know, one thing I, I really love learning about essay is just like Zulu culture and like also everything behind Zulu. I'm someone who's very like specific about culture. Like I, I love culture. It's just an idea. And I, I think it also goes back to the multi-ethnicity side of Kenya. Like I grew up with, and this timeline is just something that I also found very important to give you. Is like in Kenya, why are multi-ethnicity sort of relationships and openness so important and this comes with being a cross-border student like in kenya we see this massive timeline we went from being you know the the bantus and nylons um and the i think it's kashutis pre-colonial period right so that's already northern africa has been integrated we have you know so people moved into eastern from eastern africa all these things right and for instance like south africans Zulu South Africans um, from the Zulu Kingdom and, and Kenyans, right? I think specifically, I don't know what part of Kenyan, but, um, you know, if you speak Swahili, there are certain words that, you know, Zulu, Zulu and Swahili are both Bantu languages. So, for instance, Nglovu, which is Zulu, that means elephant, and Dovu, which is Swahili, that means elephant. Elephant is very, like, the same. Or if we look at, like, Ar- Arabic and Swahili, we have um, stuff like Samahani, which is Swahili, and I don't know how to pronounce this properly, so I'm sorry if I butcher it, but it's like Samahani in Arabic. Um, and there's like Salam in, yeah, Salam in Swahili, and then there's Salama, no, there's Salam, <laughs> there's Salam in Arabic, and there's Salama in Swahili. And you see, that's already something that's made, because look what I've already mentioned. I've already mentioned there's Bantu languages, meaning there's a lot of Bantu effect on Kenya. We have Tanzania also has Maasai, and Kenya also has Maasai. You know, we have now, we've spoken about Swahili and Arabic, and, you know, Arabs in Kenya, and how that's impacted Swahili culture so much, and also just Kenyan culture. At the same time, we also have the British Empire that came and then, you know, Indians came to build the railway. And now we have like places like Parklands and schools like Oshwell that are so important and very, like very, very important in our culture. Like going to an international school, I remember we would celebrate Diwali and that's what used to be some of my favorite days. Like I saw sometimes I literally be sitting there like I think I need to become Hindu guys because the culture, I adore culture just in general. And I love, I love anything that's like Punjabi. I think it's just because I've grown up with a lot of indians it's just seeing them all the events like we would go to my friend's house and we would celebrate diwali and that used to be some of my favorite times of the year or at school we would celebrate diwali and we'd have all these things where we would you know we'd go to a, uh, a jewish um i don't think it's not called a temple i hope not i don't want to butcher um the jewish culture i will offend anyone um, but you know we would, we would be exposed to jewish like you know the jewish culture and and stuff to do with everything that they believe with and you know we'd be exposed to like you know i have a few muslim friends and i would be able like i'd be blessed enough to learn about you know their culture and and everything that comes with being and and believing in islam and like having that is what comes back to this openness that i think divides what a person in kenya lives like and a person in 
Ken a Kenyan who lives out of Kenya lives because I think that's the division and I think the main thing is that when I'm a domestic Kenyan and I've never left Kenya, I don't have the same perspectives on life as someone who's left. And it's not a bad thing. It's not bad to have different perspectives in life. I think we just label things as being bad. It's not bad because I think I can... For instance, like this person I was having this conversation with, it was very interesting to sit across from him and listen to him speak and be like, wow, you know, these are his perspectives on life and these are my, my perspectives on life. It's not a bad thing. I also don't think like... I think we also romanticize being an international student, but there's also difficulties that come with that. You shouldn't romanticize a life that isn't yours. You should romanticize your own life. And, you know, this whole podcast is about, like, living abroad and having a life of, out of Kenya. But it's also just a thing of every single person's perspective is different. Like, I love spending time with Kenyans, like, Kenyans who've never been abroad. Because those Kenyans bring out the Kenyan in me. Sometimes it's very easy for me to forget my culture when I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, I'm away. And that goes for all Kenyans who are international. It's very easy. And majority of international kids, like, all we want is to meet a, another Kenyan. I remember last year, I met, when I was in SA, I met a Kenyan. And two of them, one in my first year, the second one in my second year. And it was just like... All you wanted was to be with a Kenyan and be able to speak Swahili and interact with them. And it reminds you of home. So I never want people to have this perception that being out, a li- like living a, a life out of Kenya is this perfect thing. Like one of the statistics I recently posted on my Instagram page last week or the week before that is just the idea that like there's a lot of Kenyans being like experiencing modern day slavery in the Gulf like um region um in the Middle East and like I also just want people to always think about that. Like, I know this podcast is, like, very heavily about, like, the life of a Kenyan abroad. But the life of a Kenyan abroad will never be as powerful without the life of a Kenyan who is in Kenya teaching us about what it is to be in Kenya. Because I think that's what really glues us to what our home is. And at the end of the day, again, as I say, our roots are here and we are just branching out and me discussing the different lives of people who live ab- abroad and my own experience doesn't take away from the culture that is here because I really do love Kenyan culture. I like listening to Chris Kaiga. I love the idea of having all my friends here and, you know, and cost taking tuk-tuks and, you know, these things. Like, I've gone to toy market to buy some clothes. I'm getting to speak Swahili and be better at it. Like, those things to me are always going to be very important and they're always going to be above and beyond, like, going abroad like i remember when i had like uh it was cultural day in my old school and i remember like everyone was in essay wearing spring box shirts and i was like that's your culture <laughs> whereas like i was like me and my friends like from zimbabwe and another girl from uganda another girl from zambia like all of us were repping our cultures and that day i really i really was like this is who i am it's not unapologetically kenyan like, yes, I experienced life abroad, but I'm still unpolite. I'm, this is my roots, and no one's going to take that away from me. And that, to me, is more important than going to America and learning, like, what it is to be American. Like, I'm Kenyan at the end of the day, and I'm proud to be that. So it's always just important to consider. Anyways, guys. Huh. All I can say is cross-border versus domestic friendships. Each of them have their problems. Like, let's be entirely honest. Like, <laughs> that extra in the beginning was so accurate. Like, about international friendships, is like, you think that a lot of people are just there for seasons and not a long t- period of time. Whereas I believe where domestic friendships are more powerful is just the idea that, like, these people will always be your friends. Um, these people will always 
sit there with you and and go through life with you because they saw you grow up there's a difference between someone who saw you grow up and the person who just came into your life recently and doesn't know you entirely they just have a perception of who you are or who you should be so what do i prefer you already know my answer <laughs> i prefer domestic international meaning our, our relationship started domestic and then they grew up in, and became international because i think we all share the same struggles and there's a common denominator in us that brings us back here and this is where our roots are planted but international because we can also relate on our different lives and how it is to live abroad and how it is to come back and to feel maybe alienation in some ways or to feel like you don't fit in in some ways and a bunch of stuff that I'll continue <laughs> continue to speak about on the podcast anyways guys lots of love just cherish your friends for what they are but i also want to emphasize one more time friendship is mutuality wherever you are whether you're domestic or you're international friends are supposed to be there for you and it's supposed to be mutual and you're supposed to be happy for your friends not envious of them <laughs>